practices that people aspire to create. History will prove one of us correct. Wait, 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 wait. You're not letting me finish, bro. This is how you become bulletproof. That's what I always say, like when I'm when I'm live at these mastermind retreats, Peter, and like you can say like that when you tease me on the dental whisperer, mm -hmm. it's because I can see the physiology changes in somebody. I have that EQ to notice their physiology change. And it's like mm -hmm. the difference between like that's a bullshit BS goal or it's a real goal. And when you have a real goal and the decision to change has been met in your mind, there's a change in physiology. I recognize it. A lot of people are like, I want to do this, or I want to do that. But in actuality, they don't really want to do it. And then when they get committed to doing it, you can see it. Yeah, and so I'm a big fan of goals. I actually look back, Craig, I, I use Trello implicitly, and I have I look back, interestingly enough, I think January is a great time to set your intentions for the year. I think it's a good time. You know, people talk about New Year's resolutions, which I think are just kind of wishes sometimes. But when you can write down your goals, and like I said, I've been doing this for 15 years, and it's, and it's fascinating to have them written down in your own handwriting and go back and look and see what transpired and then what you thought was big at the time you're like, oh my gosh, I was thinking so small comparatively to my mindset now, right? So it's a muscle that you build over time. But I dug in because, as I was telling you before we hit record, I dug in because I wanted to share this with my YPO form. Um, because I think that that for, for, for A players, goals and writing things down is such an important part of things, right? It makes the year exciting. It makes the year challenging. It makes it, it, makes it stand out. It's opposed to not, it's not a groundhog day. It's not a groundhog year, right? It makes the year stand out and it creates some kind of legacy to that. But I thought I'm going to dig in and see what the science is rather than saying, Hey, do these things and create your vision. I was like, I, you know, me, I like to have steps to things. I like to have tactical information. I like to have things that give that, that are educational beyond what everyone knows to do. Right. Oh, write down your goals. Okay. Well, but why? And so if you'll allow me, I'm going to go through the the summary of my education right the summary of a lot of the podcast i've gone through because i really wanted to dig into the science of goals versus just hey get motivated and get your goals you ready oh i'm ready so a lot of this actually came from i, w I will say a lot of it came from andrew huberman um and and huberman seems like he's the the uh geez i don't know He's just a machine. What he's a, a what machine. an he's and a force he's of nature. The following he has now for good reason, right? He puts in these long form podcasts, Craig, which is as you know, with just chock full of data and him being just super intelligent. Um, so so I would say that seventy five percent of the data that I've aggregated has come from him, um, with some other kind of contributing factors. And there's really you know to give to give the setup for this, the what he determined to saying is basically look goals. It, and this is a lot to do with neuroscience, Greg, right? I wanted to look at why why the brain gets motivated by goals and why it's so important in our neuroscience and our neurocircuitry. And what, what was determined in this research is that there, he basically said there's not 100 circuits in your brain, right? Whenever I think of the brain, I think it's this massively complex, which it is, right? But I think like, oh, there's no way I can understand, right, the science of it. And he's like, nope, there's one circuit in your brain for pursuing goals. And it's the dopamine. It's the, it's the neurotransmitter uh, neural circuitry. And it plays a crucial role in goal setting and goal assessment and then the execution of said goal. Anything on that? How does that land on you? 
No, I mean, it's all, I mean, when you said that, I, I thought about the dopamine that's released like with cell phones and like, you know, social media yep. and how addictive and powerful it is and what a consuming force that is for children and so many people I know. So that makes sense to me. I mean, immediately that's what I went to think but, of. But so like, why do you spend, why is your, why do you use your brain crave that? Because of dopamine. So we joke about that with you, right? On the Instagram stuff and the sure. time you spend, right? Sure. Right. So if you can use those powers for good is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Modulate right? that. If you can modulate them and, and adjust that, knowing that it's a dopamine thing, Instagram, you know, releases dopamine. You've said that to me. It's why you're like, your, your knee-jerk response is going to it. So how do you regulate that and kind of create that same environment for your goals, right, that are gonna better your life? Hey everybody, registration is now open for our seventh annual summit. Is that right, Peter, our seventh? Seventh. That's crazy. That so great. this time at the beautiful JW Marriott Camelback at Scottsdale, Arizona, you can immerse yourself in innovation, inspiration, unite your team, which is most important, and at the same time, earn 16 CE credits. Renew your practice, transform your life, June 14th and 15th, registration's now open, don't delay. These things always sell out. This one will as well. Go to bulletproofsummit.com. Two days that will redefine your practice life. We guarantee it. All right. So let me give, there's really five things that I wrote, five takeaways. Um, and so again, I think this is just apropos in January for us to be having this podcast. It'll be a pretty short one, but I think it's important if you're not doing these things, like, you know, make a change. If you didn't get what you wanted out of last year, right? Change your input. I always say this line, right? Change your inputs in order to change your output. And this is a great way to change your inputs. All right, Craig. So number one, what it says is he says, be very specific with your goals. For example, instead of saying like, I'm going to get more fit this week. I mean, I'm fit this year or fit in the next three months. You want to say, I'm going to run 10 miles a day. Yeah. Specificity. You want to create massive specificity. So create a specific lofty goal that you're striving for performance that's above, that's slightly above your current belief of what your capabilities are. And that dovetails really nicely into Pearson's law. So it's like if I could do, you know, 50 maximum push-ups is the maximum you can do before failure going to 60. That which gets measured and reported back tends to improve. Tony always says this too, and I like to bring up the Tony stuff because this is like the where the neuropsychology and the behavioral psychology interact. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like Tony will say, like, you want to make more money? Okay, here's a dollar. You've made more money. No, right. well, that's not what I really meant. Right. I want a better relationship with my wife. Okay, so instead of fighting seven times a week, you fight six. Is that good? No, I didn't mean that. So we're, we're unclear about what we want to achieve, and that lack of clarity, folk, you know, translates into And that's into hard to do, right? It's hard to, so, you know, uh, again, when I was kind of presenting this is that I'm saying, and I'll get I'll get there, but essentially you're gonna you're gonna reverse engineer by that by now I want it to look like this and have massive specificity with the the micro goals inside of that goal. So bear with me for one second. So you just you just hit on something related to number one. You talked about the failure. And so saying saying set a goal slightly higher than your belief of your capabilities, because the optimum rate of failure for effective learning and goal achievement, the optimum rate of failure is about 15%. Right? So you don't always want to have success upon success upon success upon success of your goals because that 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 is not training your neural circuitry, right? That's not training your dopamine pathway. If you you got to have a, a healthy mix, and that mix is you want to fail about fifteen percent of the time. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So number two, 
this is kind of obvious, but it's do this in your own handwriting, right? Um, and what he was saying yeah, is reticular activating system, right? Reticular, exactly. And and you know, humans didn't evolve with our writing with our thumbs, right? And so it sets up this this ancestral pathway, right? When you're writing something down, because we are writing on cave walls, and right, we've been writing for a millennium, and so that's built into kind of our you know our our evolution, and so doing it with your own handwriting sets up a neural circuitry differently and more effectively than typing. Um, and so here's another thing on that is not only do it in your own handwriting, but if you're someone, for example, Craig, if you were to post something on your mirror that said uh, your goal, and let's say you put it on a sticky note and you put it on your mirror, what you're going to want to do, the human brain and the human vision is so good at eventually kind of making that part of the mirror, right? You're going to block that out. So if you're going to kind of leave a sticky note or leave a written note somewhere for yourself or a written goal, change the location yep. so that, so that, so that it does not increase the adherence to kind of the adaptation, right? To your, to your visual stimuli. So yeah, so it's like you don't, uh, you don't notice the things that are usual and yes. customer anymore. You don't right. notice. Yeah. Very so, cool. But just by even by changing it around on your desk or changing the goal or writing it in a different place or putting a sticky note in a different place on your mirror every morning, it's going to it's going to re-energize that stimuli, re-energize that that neuroscientific pathway. Okay. Number three, which I thought was fascinating, and I totally agreed with this. Do not tell anybody about your goals. Interesting. That's counter to what I would think. Right? Because you would want to tell people. So here's why Here's why you don't tell people. Hey, Craig, guess what? Let's say you and I are having a conversation. I'm like, hey, but this year, I'm going to run a marathon. And what would you say? I would Dude, say congratulations. So awesome. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? With me? You're flooding me with this dopamine benefit from buying saying congrats before I've ever even taken a step towards that goal. Right. So it is actually doing the exact opposite by telling someone and seeking dopamine. You're actually doing the exact opposite. It's, it's counter uh, effective to your goal. So dopamine is the molecule of motivation that sits at the heart of our motivational state to seek out goals and pleasure. And its release is dependent on reward prediction, um, error and timing. Okay. So just what I said, it's you're getting it you're getting it premature right but there's also a human's need for consistency and declaring something we have we have a, a human need to stay consistent with what we've said so you are declaring it now you have people that are expecting you to do it so i think there is don't you agree there's a counterpoint to that that yes you get the flood of dopamine it's almost like a virtue signal it's like when you virtue signal, like, I believe that, you know, we should have Maybe. an open. I agree. I, I agree. He's basically just saying that the max release is is in response to positive and unexpected result, uh, uh, events. Got it. And so when we anticipate something good will happen, less of the dopamine gets released. So I would, I would, uh, I would expect that same response from you, right? So in order to get the max, we need unexpected and positive thing, events to happen. Understood. Okay. Number four. To boost motivation in seeking of your goal, visualize both the benefit and most importantly, how, and then also visualize the massive failure and how it will make you feel when you do not achieve your goal. Oh, interesting. Okay. Ready for this fact? Yeah. Visualizing the failure 
and spending time on that can double the probability of you reaching your goal. Double. So, so you're in, you're amplifying the pain, is what amplifying you're saying. Amplifying the pain. Yeah, right? Tony so, does that too. By the way, really? That's yeah. Did you ever do the? Um, I don't know if it was Date with Destiny, Unleash the Power Within. He does this thing called the Dickens Process. You know, Dickens, Charles Dickens, obviously mm -hmm. most famed for the Ghost of Christmas Future and the Ghost of Christmas Past. And when he takes you through like what you want to achieve, he does this really traumatic process, I'll go to say. And it's like he starts talking about your future self. If you keep up this behavior, like let's call it, like let's say you have a goal for weight loss. Mm -hmm. What is it costing you to be obese? What is it going to do to your family? What is it going to feel like to not be able to live as long, to not be there for your children's weddings? Yeah. And holy shit, Peter. I don't know. Did you ever do that? I did, I did actually do oh that. Oh, my God. There's people that. screaming and people crying. Now, those, yeah. those, those yells. That's and then wife. what is it going to feel like? Hours. Yeah, what is it going to feel like? But that's really what it is. I mean, there's a human condition, and it's it's adaptive because we, we have to live with this idea that we're going to die and that our life is very... Uh, ephemeral and hanging by a thread but so it's an adaptive trait to to realize to block out our future selves because we have to be productive today and knowing that you and i god forbid i have no guarantee to make it back in our you know to our beds this evening with our families is pretty traumatic mm -hmm. so we have these blinders on and it's the reason why people don't quit smoking or don't do a corrective behavior because they dissociate with their future selves i smoke today but mm -hmm. in the future, I won't be a smoker. Right. I'm right. only smoking I'll stop, now because I'm stop before it's a problem. Right? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, I'm not going to get in shape. I'm not going to worry about money today because when I'm 55 or 60, I, I won't be a smoker. I'll be successful then. So we have this magical power to dissociate from our future selves. That's why we do stupid crap today. Mm -hmm. So I think that Dickens process cool. or whatever you were saying of compounding the future pain reunites your future self and today's self. And I think that's why so many people that face terminal diseases are really oftentimes very happy because they surmount the future self. They see their future self and say, oh, geez, I may not be here. And they make corrective behavior. It's compounding that future pain. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack your No, I love that. Your I mean, science. I, I think that, look, I think that, that success leaves clues, like you always say. Yeah. And so yeah. so the fact that, that Andrew Huberman is saying something like this and the fact that, that, that Tony Robbins has been using this kind of teachings for 20 years yeah. to help people achieve stuff right, in order to change things in their life. And maybe it's not specific to, hey, Tony's not saying, hey, set this goal and then visualize yourself failing, but he's saying like, hey, like, yeah, he's setting up the pain of, of not changing. Yep. Yeah. So here's a fun fact. Your peak motivation, and this is a good, this is a takeaway for, even if you're not listening to this pod and you're going to set goals, this is your takeaway for your, your most motivating time in the day. Your peak focus and motivation typically occurs 30 minutes after you wake up, three hours after you wake up, and 11 hours after you wake. Okay, that's so, interesting. So using those times, right, hacking those times to say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look at my goals in the morning, or I'm going to look at it right before lunch. Or I'm going to look at it right before bed or whatever, right? So 30 minutes, three hours, and 11 hours after waking are usually our peak focus and motivational times. Because like everything, things come in cycles, right? Sometimes it has to do with, 
with the things you eat or the or the, the sleep you got, but nothing is like just consistent. Our heart rates are never consistent. We have little micro little ebbs and flows in our heart rate even, right? Our, our uh, what's it called? Our uh, HR, HRV, HRV yep. right? Yep. Um, so anyway, just a good takeaway there. 30. Yeah. And by the way, I don't mean to add, uh, I know there's well, I a want you to add. Yeah. But, but I, I think these are all like, you know, like we can draw a parallel to the, to like the bulletproof systems that we teach at our summits and stuff like that. Like when you have a successful practice, you have certain engines that are really well performing. Like you could have a clinical customer service engine that does the job of your marketing. You could have a really good marketing engine. These types of things, like if you have a really compelling why, like going back mm -hmm. to your first thing, like be specific and, and really align to the result. It can beat all this other stuff. If, you're if your why is kind of not as, as strong, then these other tactics can fill in for that. So I know that yeah, the but, time- but Craig, a why is like something that just kind of sits above you. It's like the, it's the ultimate driving thing. I want, you know, to do, I'm talking about, about losing weight, raising, you know, specific goals. I want to bench 200 pounds. You know, or I want to, like, I'm talking about goals, not a why, but a goal. Right. But the goal to me, and again, the way that my woo-woo brain works, <laughs> sounds, a goal is like, well, why do you want it? Is that your why can cover everything in your life? Yeah, I think that it does. <laughs> I mean, listen, losing weight because you're going on a beach vacation or losing weight because you're worried about seeing your kids' weddings, very different. So uh, when I... Mean, I maybe, but like... Don't shame someone's motivation. Meaning, no, right? I know, I know. I, I just think you show me your why. I'll show you the probability of getting it done. I don't know about that. All right, well, keep that. keep going. Back to Huberman. Science is is. It's funny. Here. You we and I are so. It, it, I love the way you and I approach things. I always I have a I have a one trick answer for everything. Yeah, go, go yeah. on. This I love the science. So sure make your goal on. at three forty seven. You woke up at six forty seven. But look, look, if, if all I'm saying is if there's science to doing something, I hear you on your why that it can't be surmounted by completely science. But if there are, if there's science and data points that back up increasing your likelihood and success, why of not course. use both, Craig? Is yeah, of course. Yeah, good point. Good point. Point okay. taken. Hey, Docs, how many times have you gone to a meeting only to come home to be served with a bunch of friction on all the things that you learned, right? The team didn't participate in the education that you got. Therefore, now you're coming home and the team is saying, hey, just give them till Thursday. It'll go away. So why not flip that on its head, right? Why don't you bring your team to the Bulletproof Summit? It's going to be in June 14th and 15th, where you're going to learn and innovate with your team. You're going to create massive alignment. And it, I promise you, it's where the rubber is going to be the road. So join us again, bulletproofsummit.com, and we'll see you this summer. Um, all right. And so another thing is, is your Goldilocks goals. So setting goals that are, rem you, what you want to do is you want to set them that are, rem are moderately challenging rather than too easy or too hard. And this can double your likelihood in engaging in that pursuit. And you want to limit your goals to one to three major ones at a time, right? Don't write 15 down and say, oh, I'm going to get these done this year and then close the book and let, never let it happen again. Break it up into, which is my number five, my, my last my last point, my last tip, my fifth tip, is you want to do a goal in 12-week tranches. So a lot of times we use January to set us up for success for the remainder of the year which is fine. I think it's a good, I think it's a fresh start. I think mentally it works for me, but you don't want to look at things in terms of like this overarching, all right, I have 12 months to get this shit done. 
You want to look at it in 12 week tranches is what he says. Okay. And then you want to reverse engineer, right? You want to say, all right, so this quarter is three months. I'm in January by, by the beginning of February, I want to see X achieved for the goal, right? You want to break it into those three little micro parts for your goal, right? So Craig, if I'm trying to run a marathon by month one, I want to be able to run 10 miles by month two, I need to be able to run 15 miles in this amount of time by month three, I want to be able to run 26 miles. I was using your, your I was extrapolating a pertinent example. Yeah, it um, makes sense. But, and that's really it, but yeah, I've chunking, I think it's called chunking. What, what Tony teaches is chunking the goal. Well, chunking, but <clears throat> what he was also saying is that, that, you know, just like dental school, bud, remember, remember when you got five hours to prep a crown, how long did that take you to do it? Yeah. Your task expands to, to it took you five get, hours or three yeah. hours or whatever. Your task will expand to take up the time yeah. allocated so for it. If you set a goal now telling yourself, I've got shit, I've got a long time to get this done right? You, you're, you're doing a disservice to your time, right? You're wasting, quote unquote, you're wasting time because you're not putting, going to action and saying, shit, I've only got 12 weeks to do it. Or, or maybe it's not completion. Maybe you have a year long goal, but you're using those tranches to build on each other, right? And it's the same goal. You're just, you're just building and building and building, but you're analyzing it in a quarter versus a year. Yeah. One of the things that happens a lot for me is someone will tell me like, I want to start working and I want to get in better shape. And I said, well, what that's, what that, what that's, what you is say, that well, going why? to, what's your why to work? No, out? no, stop. Why would stop. you want to work out? Tell no, me this, why. Hey, listeners, this is bullying by the way. But anyway, um, so what, what I will ask people is what is it going to take for you to get started with that? And it's usually something like, well, you know, I got to join a gym and blah, blah, blah. And it's funny because like working out is like you can just stand up if you're listening to this and you get your AirPods in, you're not, hopefully you're not driving. You can actually just do like 20 air squats. And it's amazing how many times I've, t I've told people, Peter going squatting as we talk, oh, but do 20. If you're sore tomorrow, you know, that, that congrats, you actually did a workout. I've done that with people in my office. Like I want to start working out. I'm like, what about now? You want to do 10 air squats? And I've had people do 10 air squats and the next day they come like, I cannot believe how sore I am. So, but what I'm trying to say is that they I make the process. publicly admit that. Oh, people have admitted that to me. And they, what I'm trying to say is that they made the process so daunting and, you know, a 10 step process. The first step is just start. You know, yeah, you want to yeah, run yeah. a marathon? Walk tonight. Walk to the stop sign and back. Personal trainers, I, I always lament that they, they you know, you ever got to a personal trainer and like you start with them and the first day they kick your ass so hard you like can't sit on the toilet. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I'm you like, never what did you, go, and you never go back. You I'm never actually, go back. Yeah. So I'm like, if I was a personal trainer and I'm, I, again, I'm, <laughs> I would just have people literally just like do something that's so mundane and congratulate the shit out of them. Moderately challenging, right? Based on moderately that, the not, Goldilocks. Don't, don't kill them. Don't, don't kill, kill them. It doesn't make you a better trainer to kill someone right out the gate right i've actually told trainers that i'm like hey welcome i'm back I'm back working out again here's the deal if you kill me you'll never see me again right you're gonna lose a client and they're like right. okay isn't that what you came for i was like nope. yeah nope. i came for accountability that's right about it. and and right. to be moderately challenged 
<laughs> right. And then we can grow into that. And then but we can don't, grow together. And then don't make it so that every time I like try to bend down and put on my shoes, I'm like moaning to right. do so. I'm remembering you. Yeah. It's and I think that they got it backwards. But if you really take your scientific um experience, you know, your steps here and extrapolate into that, it would be a Goldilocks goal. It would be systematized. It would be you know, accountable. And, and I, I wish that it's like when patients come into the practice and they haven't been in the dentist in 10 years, I always congratulate them. Yeah. You know, Hey, it's been 10 years. Good for you. I'm happy you're here. What kept you away so long? Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you, well, it was money. I didn't have the money. And uh, what changed? Well, my aunt left me a hundred thousand dollars to do my teeth. What a great tell when you're treatment planning somebody right. or I was, I'm scared. Well, great. Do you know we have sedation? So, I mean, I, when you see a patient that hasn't come to, just bringing one dental example, that hasn't been in the dentist in three, five, or seven, 10 years, or whatever, ask them, you know, congratulate them for taking the first step, and then ask them what kept them away. Really good uh, information to gather. The, uh, the last thing, it's funny, you said something that prompted me, and then we'll wrap this pod, because I want it to be short and pithy and to the point and, and actionable for people. Um, but Craig, I don't know, do you carry around with you a to-do list? This is a little bit of a tangent. Um, yeah, I, I have, have to. Like a, a pad that you write what you need to get done. So I use the Remarkable tablet, Okay, but there's certain days I just have a piece of paper, but I'm so up to mind and I'll leave the paper everywhere. Do you find that sometimes you'll kind of scan that and look for things that are dopamine releases or easy? <laughs> easy and be like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to do that. Or do you just attack them systematically? Yeah, I just attack. I, I will be, it's the pain of regret. I hate, I hate the unfinished business. So strong, that's strong willpower. So I had to change that a little bit because I would kind of look at mine and be like, oh, I'll do that one. That seems fun and easy and and I'll get good reward from it. So I bought this on Amazon. I bought this, uh, this five minute sand hourglass thing. And I told myself I can do anything for five minutes, right? Just I know you hate this thing on your to-do list or this task or whatever. And so I'll grab that whenever I'm just like moaning about having to do the, the said task or work on something or write this letter or write this email or whatever. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do it for this five minutes. And lo and behold, what happens? Tell me. Once I start, right, the journey of a thousand miles starts with the first couple steps. Right. So once you start, it's like, all right, this isn't so bad. Right. And so, but I, but I commit to the fact that all right, if I don't want to do it, then I'll just do five minutes on it. And I tell myself that it's almost like I'm, I'm manipulating myself. It's like, all right, if you still hate it after five minutes, then just stop, Yeah, stop. Right. Cause you made a commitment that you'll do it for five and, and you can do anything for five minutes. Yeah. But, but it, ironically, a lot more has gotten done and I'm not like grumpy about it is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, it's, anyway. it reminds me of that meme Joe Rogan posted recently. It's like a guy doing like a deadlift. And he's like, if I drop this weight, my whole family dies and I'm a complete asshole. Like, <laughs> like, you know, how you make these things with yourself. Like when you're running, like yeah. if I can't, if I don't make it to here, like you, you make these little bets with yourself, but it, yeah, 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 whatever the works is going to come get me. If I don't swim across this, you know, better hurry. Yeah. Um, it's cold. Cold. Have you been doing cold plunges by the way? I, you know, it's uh, I have. I have not every day. I've been waiting for mine to arrive. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to order mine on the expensive website. Um, this is a funny story. I didn't want to order it on Plunge XL. Have you seen those? The ones that are yeah. kind of pretty looking and yeah. got a quote, and there was like eight thousand dollars delivered. And I was like, damn, I don't love plunging that much. But no so one likes that what, crap. What did I? What did you say? No one likes cold plunging, right? Okay. Well, 
okay, so what did what did my cheap ass do? I went and sourced. Design one an Alibaba. <laughs> I want an Alibaba. I knew you did. Found the found the. Peter's gonna have a separate um, course at the summit, <laughs> the Bulletproof Summit, June four. Just a little shameless plug: the June fourteenth, fifteenth summit in Scottsdale. Uh, he's gonna have a five minute how to design anything on Alibaba. Don't waste your money on a cyber truck. Go to Alibaba. Go to Alibaba, they make design your own. Cause cyber uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You like the cyber truck. How cyber about the cyberist truck? Yeah. So anyway, it's arriving tomorrow, believe it or not. But cool. It's, um, yeah. So it's coming, and um, and uh, no, I'm not still cold plunging. You know, how do you know? It's like same, remember the thing with CrossFit. How do you know if someone's doing CrossFit? Don't, don't worry, they they'll tell you. Remember right? when you and I were together in Atlanta <laughs> having dinner? Funny. I'll, we have to end on that story. It's you, me, and a couple other buddies that were saying, joking around how CrossFitters love to tell you that they're CrossFitters like vegans. Yeah. And as we're talking, someone says at the neighboring table, hey, guys, I couldn't help but listen, are you guys a CrossFitter? Are you guys CrossFitters? I'm like, oh my God. Like, this is, it's crazy. I don't know. Is CrossFit going <laughs> away? Is it still, is it still popular? It's the same with cold plunge, right? Don't, if you want to know if someone's cold plunging, look at their Instagram, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll yeah. tell you. I'm yeah. not, I will not be that guy. I'm just, I do, yeah. I do my plunging in private. It might knock off, it might knock off. Yeah. God, I hope you don't get electrocuted with that Seriously, piece of shit. Right? Yeah. Well, I don't think there's electronics inside the, uh, inside the pool. But well, water and electricity, Alibaba, I don't know. Google that. I See mean, what comes up on your shirt. glass is not a good conductor. All right. Well, no, I wish you the best of luck, pray Peter. Me. Pray for me. I will pray for you. As I always do. All right, do. everybody. That was fun. And uh, we'll see you. We'll see you guys on the next uh, the next pod. Over and out. Oh, don't forget, there's probably a bumper in this podcast for the summit. But but in case you need a little reminder, put this on your goal sheet. Attend Bulletproof Summit, June 14th and 15th. It'll and the fun. other parts of that goal, bring your team. Because accountability, accountability. You don't have to go at this alone. Bring your team and help them carry the weight. And they actually want to do more. out of that, the dopamine release that you will get will be remarkable, right, Craig? Remarkable. Okay. All right. Over and out, everybody. See Take ya. care, people.